TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, our nationwide, our worldwide crisis has been averted. Yes, Ray Cash is back. <laughs> it's, like, it's safe to come to home, y'all. It's, the it's safe to listen to again. end all crisis. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I didn't, for context listeners, I did not know he was going with that audience, <laughs> but that is brilliant. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know it was a rough week last week. Just Max by himself, but yes, you are listening listening officially to Shot Radio. Happy Thursday, happy Max Day, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash, one half of the midweek mainstay, giving you your weekly dose of head trauma with my good partner, my good brother, my good friend, the big fish, uh, Mr. Mags, Magsy. First and foremost, let me say to you, I've said this to you multiple times personally to the point where you're sick of it, but let me say it on air so you can be sick of it on air. Thank you for last week. Truly, for for what for 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 being there when when you you were ill that it's what we do that's that's what makes us such a good team that we we're always in there in the clutch to pull each other out of the weeds. There's nothing to thank me for. You're right, man. I mean, look, we we don't play with this, we don't play games with this chair shot family thing. It's it's really a family endeavor over here, um, especially between me and my boy Magsy here. And speaking of that. I know Magsy had some choice words for some people last week. I need you to understand. Mags is nice. Mags, I'm, I'm, Mags got hitters. I'm his, I'm his hitter. So understand. I ain't gonna say what Mags. I ain't gonna say what Mags said very nicely. I'm just gonna punch you out and, and call you a bitch. So you got problems with Mags. You got problems with Ray Cash. I mean, to be fair, yes, last week's rant uh, wasn't even really involving me. I um, didn't really have um, a a kind of dog in this fight. I mean, usually I do, and I have absolutely no issue in in defending myself. I have many, many Twitter beefs with people, and uh, I always try and be respectful. but if if someone swings, then they better not miss because I'll 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 clap back. Uh, but last week it was more of a generalisation of things that I've been seeing with uh, other creators that I know uh, who put in hard hard work, and I I see from from this side of the of, of the fence just how hard of a work that they put in, and for them to. Uh, be able to be proud of the the achievements that they've they've done and the numbers that they've got and the views and the listens that they've got for someone to snidely like shit on that is it annoys me at the end of the day if if you've got an issue with your content being uh being usurped by somebody else make your content better don't just go shitting on someone else just because they're they're getting the numbers just because they're getting the views just because they're putting in the work 
there's, there's clearly a reason why your numbers are stagnating. There's clearly a reason why you put out more and more content, but yet your, your views are dropping. It's because people are, are, are losing interest because you're not changing up. You're not putting in the effort. You do, it, it, you're just coasting along. And then when somebody else comes and is exciting and fresh and puts in the effort and puts in the hard work, for you to shit on them afterwards, it's, it's a bitch move. It's as simple as that. It's a bitch move. Completely agree. There's enough of this wrestling pie for all of us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And look, if you want to do, if you've not, if you're not happy with your numbers, do better. Mm-hmm. Speaking of doing better, here at the Chair Shot, we have Chair Shot Radio five days a week. You can get shows all the time on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Seven days a week, there's something for everybody. And you know what? We also got some shirts. We got merchandise. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the Chair Shot, and um. Purchase some fine accoutrement. Is that did I say it right? It sounded like you were coughing up a, a, a loogie. Then that's how the French sound. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> go get some shirts. Go get some jerseys. Go get some hoodies. Everything you, your heart can desire is on the chair shot. Um, I wanted to allude to your show last week first and foremost to say thank you on air, of course, and to make sure that people knew that you had hit us. Number one. But two, because it's funny because you had a rant last week, which was the nicest rant I think I've ever heard. <laughs> it was the most nice and respectful rant, just like a Brit. Uh, I got a rant. And it ain't going to be so nice. I had a rant so so serious, I wrote notes. Oof. <laughs> um, look, man, I have... I'm getting I'm getting older. We both are. We're both uh, like we see on the edge. We're both um, just um, just get some getting some gentlemen getting older who are just you know trying. I'm I'm trying to make it right. I'm trying to deal with life, and I almost quit Twitter this week because the rhetoric has gotten so bad. the 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 conversations have gotten so bad. The takes have gotten so bad. And I'm not, look, I'm all for subjectivity. Like what you like, don't like what you don't like. I'm with it. But, like, there are some things that are fact. There are some things that are opinion. There are some things that are unnecessary. There are some things that are necessary. Can we, can we walk, will you walk this walk with me, sir? Oh, as, as always, side by side. So first and foremost, and please jump in where you want because this is less, this is less of a rant and more of a, a a conversation with things that bother me. If you watch the Tonight Show, you can look at this as Tariq's irk list. I'm irked. This is Ray's irk list. First and foremost, all you people on the Twitter, yes, you people who hate Alistair Black because he's not mad at the WWE, go outside. Go look at the sun. Maybe go to some water and see that like there is more to life than a computer. Because like, how can you be mad at a guy who had a good experience, as some bad stuff happened to him, but is appreciative of the opportunity? Before WWE, Alistair Black was probably making $50,000 a year. Maybe, right? 75 if he was really 
good on his booking. That man's probably worth about five, six hundred thousand now. Actually, that's probably that I'm, I'm lying because that was what he was making a year, I'm sure. Um, he met his wife. He 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 started a clothing line off the backs of the money he was making and the name he made of the WWE. Not to mention he is universally popular in a way he never would have been before. If he was just still Tommy End wrestling in the um, in the in the Indies in in England or in Europe. So if y'all wanted him to be mad just because y'all see y'all gave away the game because y'all are mad at Alster because Alster breaks that trope that y'all believe that WWE is a horrible place to work mm-hmm. and breaks that trope that everybody should be mad when they leave because they got fired. Shit, everybody gets fired. I'd have been fired before. I didn't hate the job when I was fired. It happens, you know? Now, I, there are some situations in which I can understand being mad. You know one of those situations? Brody Lee. You know who wasn't mad? Brody Lee. So, like, why are we... Why Why do we... And Carl Anderson, you can... You can ooh, fuck you, bro. Like, I've lost all respect for Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows. Cause he's coming out saying now well, people need to be less people be need to be less thank you when when you no they can thank whoever they want be appreciative of, of opportunity you got it didn't work out cool you're in entertainment it so you telling me let's flip it let's flip it for a minute let's say me and you get the call to do a pilot for a TV show right broadcast TV bro um, broadcast TV for those over across the pond is the major channels like Fox, CBS, ABC. It's free. Those are the biggest channels. Like Magdalene's broadcast TV is a bigger platform because everybody can see it. We get the call to be on a pilot for a broadcast television show. Pilot, we do, we record five episodes. The pilot doesn't get picked up. There's no show. We're done. You're going to say, fuck CBS? You gonna you gonna say fuck the director because the pilot didn't get picked up? It's entertainment, bro. <laughs> you knew the game when you started. So, like, what do you think about that first performance? Because number one, that had that had me so mad that people flipped on this dude so much. People are mad because he's telling them the ideas he had for his storylines. What? That's what you. That's what we do all day. But he. What did you think, man? Okay, so um, from what I gathered was that fans were were mad at Alistair because they're mad at the, at the WWE, and he didn't feed into their rhetoric that the the WWE kept him in a prison in a 10-year prison, as Matt Cardona uh, so subtly put out today. Uh, yeah, and if you, you fell for, and if you fell for, if, I mean, if you fell for that, that's a work. That's a massive, massive work, the way he put it out. Um, but uh, for me, I think the most interesting point was um, when um, 
Alistair was was on his uh, was on uh, Thea's uh, Twitch stream, and he was saying that Vince absolutely loved him. Uh, Vince uh, really wanted to to um, uh, have great things for him. I think that's the the point that a lot of fans, or a lot, of, I mean, it's hard to even call a lot of people wrestling fans now, wrestling haters or whatever. Uh, that's the point that a lot of people jumped on because it's a case of if he loved you so much, why did he let you go? But People are not are not realizing that Vince isn't making a lot of these decisions. Yeah, he's he's the he's the the head of the company, but these decisions are coming from a purely numbers point of view from Nick Khan. Nick Khan is clearing these decisions, not Vince McMahon. We've heard uh, reports that even uh, the writing team are not hearing uh, uh, the the likes of Alistair Black are, are getting released until it happens. That the likes of uh, Braun Strowman are getting released until it happens. Um, Alistair. Uh, Tom is fully in the right to to have the approach that he's had. He's he's grateful for the opportunities that he's had. He's grateful for the money, the recognition, the name power that he's got now outside the WWE because he was in there. And also, he doesn't want to burn any bridges because for every wrestler that gets released, there's always a chance that they will come back. Warrior did it. Drake Maverick. Well, I mean, the re- the reports coming out are that uh, maybe uh, Alistair will be brought back um, in the next few days, which will be pretty much a, ca- a carbon copy of what happened with Drake. But anybody who's left that company, uh, I've always had the opportunity to come back because Vince is a businessman. He will he will easily mend bridges to make money. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they screwed him over royally. They told him they were going to sign new contracts. Left. Still came back, came and I'm right. sure I'm sure um, Alistair Tommy is is doing exactly the right thing. He's saying the the uh, he's saying his experiences from how he felt. He had a great time there, and if the opportunity came for him to go back, he would absolutely go back in a heartbeat. Well, he's doing the right thing because he's being honest with himself. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. trying to fit a gimmick or fill a, or or portray some rhetoric or look sympathetic. He's being honest and true to himself. And if he really feels like, by and large, it was a good experience, then he's he's saying that. I'd also like to point out that something, and this is this is why we're regular people, and Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon, because we take these things and we want everybody to take these things personally. Well, I got fired. I should take it personally. No, nah, bro, you said it. Per- you just said it perfectly, Max. You got fired because you made a lot of money and they needed to cut. Now. <laughs> I understand business talk with wrestling fans is hard because number one, you don't want to, you don't want to acknowledge the business part of the, of, of, of wrestling. Although without the business part, there is not, that's number one, but number two, and I, I, I was going to try to be nice, but I'm going to be honest. Y'all stupid. So. I mean, I think there is, I think there is a third uh, kind of reason why wrestling fans are like they are. It's the emotional investment they get. Okay. So emotionally invested into the characters that these wrestlers are portraying that they believe those characters are the people that's behind them. These are actors. These are actors. These are... (laughs) Alistair Black is not Alistair Black. He's a creation of WWE. He's Tommy End. Selena Vega was not... He's Tom Bunchen or whatever who plays yeah. Tommy End or who exactly. plays so, Alistair Black. So yes, yes. A character on character on character. Then 
these are these these people are not your friends. They, no, you, they they don't know you. You don't know them. You know what they show you on a TV screen or on on social media. They, you know the the person that they put out there. Not saying that they're bad people at all, but they are limiting what you know about them because you are their income. It's as simple as that. They want you to buy their merchandise. They want you to see them at shows. They want you to uh, basically you're 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 their wage. It's as simple and clear as that. And and Tommy clearly knows that he will get another opportunity at WWE and he's keeping that door wide open. He's not doing a Carl Anderson. And I, uh, I didn't actually know about a lot of the Carl Anderson stuff until you, you just mentioned it, but saying that he, they put out fuck you tweets, that's how you burn a bridge. That's how you get a, a wrestling company never to deal with you again. Um, and this is a guy who is 41 years old. He has four kids and he ha- he pretends to masturbate in wrestling matches. Oh, I hate that dude so much. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's got a hot Asian wife and has on multiple times been caught cheating on said hot Asian wife and called out on it. He, if he's your moral compass about how you uh, deal with WWE once you get released, then you, you're not going to get very far in life. Um, I just want to read some, something that Alistair uh, said on on his uh, on his um, or I think it was the oral sessions that he did with Rene Paquette. Yes. Um, yes. So he was talking about um, Zelina's release, and and this is quoted verbatim: um, "They let my wife go uh, under reasons that are questionable. Everything got sorted out and it's fine, but they called me and said we understand that this is putting you in a tough spot." And he replied, nope, this is my career. I've spoken about it with her. And this is business between you and her. Does Tommy, her husband, have an opinion on it? Sure. Does Alistair Black, the professional? Nope. He's ready to go to work and create. And Selena agrees. That is a professional wrestler. There you go. And here's, here's, here's not a professional wrestler. This is Carl Anderson. We know what it's like to get canned from WWE. Here's the advice I would say. Enough of the thank you tweets. Give me a fucking break. When you get canned, let it go. How about hashtag fuck off? I don't think less than 24 hours after being fired, take a second to take a breather. Take it easy with the thank you bullshit within 24 hours. Breathe it in and take it all in for just one second. Put together a plan of attack before you start thanking all these motherfuckers that fired you because... Dot, dot, dot. People give Jim Ross a lot of heat, but I have respect for Jim Ross because when we got canned, he said, there's a reason why WWE decided to not do business with these individuals anymore. It's as true as it can get, and thank God. We made the most money we've ever made in our lives this past year, and that's after WWE. Yes. And then, and then uh, there's a quote from Dave Meltzer. Who uh, he's not always the greatest moral compass, uh, but, <laughs> so but recent, understatement recently, of the decade. Yeah, but recently he's, he, he seemed to be a little bit more critical towards AEW. Um, so according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, the match that involved Collinson had to be edited to make it fit for TV after the former WWE star pretended to jack off in the ring. And this is Dave's quote. This was the most edited match in AEW history, not because they botched moves, 
But because Gallows and Anderson kept doing stuff like jacking off uh, and talking about pot, they had to edit all these references off television. That's the secret of last Wednesday's show. So, yeah, stop using Gallows and Anderson as your moral compass because as as hilarious as they are uh, in character, they, they seem like fucking idiots. Yep. One more thing I want to say about this topic real quick is I want to talk about profitability because that's what I was alluding to earlier about how wrestling fans are stupid and can't get out of their own way because they don't seem to understand business. And in business, there's a reason that WWE stock was up $10 today. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a reason the stock is rising and and people are taking hold because when they cut the amount of money that they cut, there's a difference between profits and revenue, okay? Revenue is all the money you get in the year. So we see these, the Saudi Arabia show numbers and the billion-dollar numbers and all these things, right? That's revenue. Profits is what you make after you pay costs and expenses, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big difference in revenue, okay? Profits is what makes that shareholder money go up because you get dividends, Okay? So young ladies, young ladies, gentlemen, and all those in between understand that when WWE cut those salaries as they've been cutting, not just the ones recently, but all they've been cutting since WrestleMania, which is largely probably unnecessary, but for the good of the company, probably unnecessary. But for the good of the share and the stockholders and the board, that is they had to do that. Now I'd completely disagree with the with the idea of that. But I'm not I don't own stock in WWE. I'm not on their board. I'm not they have a fiduciary responsibility as a company, not to their not to their employees or independent contractors first, not to the fans because y'all pay whatever, to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. That's who they have to that's who they have to acquiesce to first. And you know what? I am- I have drilled this point so many times. WWE doesn't answer to us fans. It's it's as simple as that. They answer to sponsors and they answer to the licensees, the answer to the TV companies, and the answer to the shareholders. Because yep. that's what it's all about. It's all about making profit. And if you can cut some staff and still get the job done, that that will only increase your your uh, sh- your share price because you are saving money and still churning out the product that, as required. It's as simple and clear as that. It's business, and we spoke about it on Outsiders Edge. Um, Nick Connors come in with uh, with a, a mindset that there is a monetary value on each member of staff, and yep. if the yep. money they, that you cost isn't more than the money that you are bringing into the company your head is on the chopping board no matter there is i will be able, i count on 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 one hand the the number of, of wrestlers who are who I'm they would board. keep if they were yeah, yeah if they if they would they would keep if they were losing money and it's a very very short list it's a very short list and braun Strowman proves that because braun Strowman was a wwe creation no, he didn't do indie wrestling. He came in at the performance center, and that's all he knows the WWE way. And he had a monetary value, wasn't meeting those numbers, got cut. 
simple and clear as that. Oh, by the way, for the record, it ain't just wrestlers. They cut they cut whole divisions. Mm-hmm. So like exactly. This ain't exactly. just a wrestler thing. And they are right now the most profitable as a company they've been in a year, maybe. So um that's point number one. Shall we move on to point number two? There was an argument, and there's always an argument between these two groups of stands. I'm, I'm not even gonna call them fans, but stands. But Ryan Sadden versus Dave Meltzer is probably the best Twitter beef other than Cornette and Russo that exists. It's hilarious. Ryan Sadden put out a tweet that basically said that now that Showbuzz Weekly or Showbuzz Daily, whatever it's called, is down, and all respect to them, I hate that they lost their work. They did a really good work. Um, but now that it's done, wrestling fans have to talk about something other than ratings. Oh my God, we got to watch the product now. People lost their mind. Because people took that as him making fun of Showbuzz Weekly or Showbuzz Daily. Show, I'm calling them Showbuzz because I can't remember which one it is. Showbuzz is um, losing their website, basically their demise. Um, and the Meltzer stands, who already hate Sadden because they call Sadden a stand because he works for Fox, right? Because he doesn't work for WWE. He works for Fox. Now, you could say, does he work for WWE? You could say that. But his paychecks say Fox. Um, I mean, it's the same kind of situation when Punk made his his comeback, was it on the bump or something like that? And they were saying, oh, he's now back in the ring. No, he was paid by Fox. This is a perfect example. Stephen A. Smith doesn't work for the NBA. He works for ESPN covering the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's, that's that's the same thing that Sadden does, but because we're so blockheaded, now I'm not saying Sadden is a WWE stand because he's shown himself to be many times, but that doesn't mean that what he says doesn't have some value. But so I want to bring this up because the ratings talk has always been garbage. But what bothers me about it recently is Showbuzz losing their sight is terrible. I hate that for them, but. We never talked about this site as in in mass until AEW came out because AEW pushed the whole ratings conversation. Which and then when that and when that wasn't the the number that was successful, they it pushed was the, the demo. demographics number. Yep, yep. The goalposts changed. Quarter hours and then the um, the DVR and the plus three numbers. Now, mm-hmm. why this has irked me. Is because PW Torch is now taking and they're they're putting some they're putting it out now. They put out some about uh, Dynamite because you know Dynamite has been on fr- Friday at nine o'clock, ten o'clock Eastern, and they've been Ooh, doing terrible numbers, pretty bad numbers. That's that's good numbers probably for that time slot, but compared to what they do, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I had a I, yeah, I was just gonna say I. I um obviously we don't get uh the the same kind of like uh TV setup as you guys in in the in the states do. Uh, so I actually had a chat with uh with uh, Tanner, my uh, mm-hmm. uh changing attitude uh, uh course about whether Tanner. the move yeah whether the move was like a lateral move uh going to uh the the spot on on Fridays or whether they would lose views and and he 
he put it as clearly and succinctly as I've heard it. People don't want to watch wrestling on a Friday night because that's going out now. That's when you go out and you uh, go for a meal with the with the family or you go to a bar. And that's why they will lose no, uh, viewers. And he said this way before the move actually happened. And lo and behold, they're getting less than half of the viewers that they were getting on the Wednesday. Especially here in the, in the, in the States, that's pretty fair. Um, although I think the seven o'clock hour works, um, seven o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern, like SmackDown works because it's on broadcast TV. It's a different audience than cable. Um, and I know it's same people, but it's broadcast TV encompasses more people. Like mm-hmm. USA Network is in like 110 million homes. Fox is in like 400 million, like almost every home that could get that has a converter box you don't have to pay for fox um but so the interesting thing to me is we can make excuses for their ratings because oh well they moved the time slot oh but if you look at their dvr plus three numbers they're actually doing but we can't do it for wwe okay that's fine that's fine. Call the spade a spade. You want to be, you want to be biased. Be openly biased. I'm cool with it. But now that this website is down, why are we still talking about ratings as if they matter? Now, let me say this, and I want you to retort, please. I understand that in the history of wrestling, ratings were the only way to gauge interest. Right. I get it. it. Ratings and merch sales. Rating, ratings and merch sales and, house, and how big the houses were. That's all you had. Right? I get that. We are in 2021. Well, right now, I can do a Twitter search and see how many people are tweeting about a word. Mm-hmm. Right now. You don't think there were better, more interesting, more definitive metrics? Then a Nielsen box? Mm-hmm. By the way, I have yet to meet a family or a household that has a Nielsen box in my entire life. And ain't, ain't, ain't never seen one. So, like, the, 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 re, the wrestling fans clinging on to nostalgia so strong is killing the business because that's the only reason we care about ratings. Now, that's fans. Tony Khan? should absolutely care about the ratings. Because he's financially invested. Facts. Go ahead, man. It's all you, man. I want to know what you think about all this. Yep. This has been my issue since the very first time I come across a Brian Alvarez post comparing AEW and NXT uh, numbers. Even from day one, I don't understand how why that should be news because if you like a wrestling product the numbers should not matter to you unless you are only watching that product to be in the cool gang that <laughs> it, it 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 just it just annoys me there's just absolutely no reason why somebody else watching a program should affect whether you are going to enjoy that program or not I I couldn't care less how many people watch NXT. 
I don't even watch NXT on TV. I watch it through the network, so you don't get the numbers for that anyway. Uh, so that doesn't that doesn't add or ring true. But um, yeah, I just I, I detest the the uh, the AEW uh, and NXT numbers talk. The only time I find it remotely interesting is when another friend of mine, UTT Rob, compares AEW with Manda. And that is the only metric that you need to need to listen to. Um, now, for context, for for our American listeners who won't know what Manda is, so AW is on ITV4 over here in the UK, uh, and its uh, its leading show is a program called Manda, which is uh, a show from the 1980s, which has been on repeat since day one. Okay, so. Uh, I'm just going to run through some odd weeks just to give you a, a kind of a, um, a flavour of how this battle is going. So let's go back to February the 1st. Uh, Manda got 109,000 views. AW got 114. So bear in mind, Manda has been on repeat for 30, 40 years straight. And AW beat it by 5,000. Okay, so let's shift up to, um, on, no, no, no. Let's let's shift up to the February the eighth, my birthday. Uh, if any of y'all want to send me a present, uh, AW got ninety one thousand views, so they lost twenty three thousand. Manda was up from the week before; they had a hundred and fifty three thousand views. So. Yeah, uh, let's zoom forward a little bit closer to home. Uh, April the 6th, uh, AW got 120,000. They whooped Manda that, that week because Manda only got 81,000, uh, which is a, a massive, massive uh shock. But only two weeks later, Manda pulled it back and got 138,000 to AW's 131. Now, listening to these numbers, these are these are god awful numbers. RTV4 is not a popular channel and AEW just does not seem to be a popular show in in the UK Um, but then let's go to uh, this week's numbers June the the 7th so uh, have you heard the the numbers for last week's um, uh, AEW in the States? 462 right? 462 so that's less than half of what they generally get around 900 800 900,000 so about half yeah manda got 104,000 this week AEW got 56,000 damn to be um, fair though the shows have not been good this past couple of weeks in my opinion they dropped 49,000 on last week's uh viewings damn and here's another little kicker. Sting, um, the Sting segment got 105,000, but it was beaten by uh, a repeat of the 1973 film The Sting, which stars Paul Newman, uh, if oh, you remember, the, the one where he eats 50 eggs. Oh, um, my goodness. That got 128,000 views. So, so, so fans... Your wrestling product isn't popular. So instead of trying to destroy and attack each other, you should be coming together and, and at least like protecting your own 
because you're getting beat by programs that were 40 years old that people have watched a, a thousand times. Come on, man. For, for reference, the the joke here in the States is that every week that uh, AW and NXT, when they were on Wednesdays, lost to Guy's Grocery Games, which is Guy Fieri's supermarket game show on the Food <laughs> Network. Shout out to Guy Fieri. If, um, if if AW went up against some of the UK's daytime TV, it would get slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered. Well, just it's a, it serves as a reminder to us that wrestling is really a niche product, and mm-hmm. AW is a niche inside of a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more, but I feel like we need to take a break. Um, so we'll take a break here, come back, and we'll hit some more of Ray's Urkelist, and then uh. Once we get through with that, we got some got some USC to talk about. So we got more. Keep keep it keep it locked here on Cheshire Radio. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening once again to Chair Shot Radio, your midweek mainstay, giving you your weekly dose of head trauma. Um, I feel like I got real head trauma with the rhetoric from Twitter the past couple weeks. <laughs> so you've been listening. Clearly you have. You've heard, um, I'm kind of going through my irk list. We've spoken about Alistair Black and the rhetoric of people leaving and not being upset today, you know, not being upset because of their situation. We've talked about ratings and niche, how niche wrestling really is. I want to switch gears, sir, to the rhetoric about the ending of Monday Night Raw. Did you happen to see it? No, I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. Do you know why? Because I'm a sensible fan and it doesn't interest me. So I ain't going to watch it just so I can shit on it on wrestling Twitter. No, I've I've heard what happened. Something to do with Shayna Baszler and a doll. 
pictures, yes. magic, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I do? It don't bother me. I don't watch it. I don't comment on it. I don't I don't hate myself enough that I'll put myself through it. Well, I need but you to hate yourself on. for a couple minutes. <laughs> I need you to hate yourself for a couple minutes. Just for a couple minutes. Um, Long story short, you know Alexa basically has, has been in bed with the, with the power of the fiend. And she has now this doll, which is kind of like the manifestation of her powers, called Lily. And um, she's been kind of tormenting Shayna over the past few weeks. We thought it was Reginald, but it was Shayna with the fire. Shayna, of course, is a certifiable badass. I ain't scared of no doll. Shayna was invited to the Alexa's playground. Shayna basically threatened Alexa and the doll. Alexa tried to fight, fight her. Shayna threw out the ring, stepped on the doll. Alexa lost her mind. Fire went off everywhere. Shayna went, ran backstage, running away from the doll, trying to hide from it. The lights went out. Things, the screen was shaking. She locked herself in the room. Then she looked in the mirror, and the doll was in the mirror. And she turned to look away from the mirror, and the doll wasn't there. And she broke the wind mirror, and all this. Now, great A stupid. B movie, B horror movie stuff. Now, mm-hmm. is this the worst thing that ever happened in the history of Raw? This ain't the worst thing that happened on Raw this month. <laughs> this ain't the worst. I mean, Hold on. Let's go better. Let's go better. This ain't the worst thing that happened on wrestling this month. Earlier this year, there was a storyline on a major wrestling show where a human being was shot and killed. But this is bad? I'm just like, let's really think about that, number one. Now, subjective, I'm, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's the pinnacle of all, all wrestling storylines. But I have two issues. First and foremost, let's talk about the one that's, I think, the easiest to talk about. And that's Shayna. So many people are now on Shayna's, on the Shayna bandwagon saying that Shayna is being underutilized and she deserves better and they're ruining her. Well, I got a memory that lasts longer than two weeks. I remember when Shayna got called up. And Shayna was as pure Shayna as Shayna can be, beating up everybody, submitting everybody, having the best run in Elimination Chamber in Elimination Chamber history. And what did y'all say? She boring. I don't like her. She's uninteresting. She needs some personality. Well, she got some personality now. What you saying? I'm missing NXT Shayna. Y'all can never be pleased. Mm-hmm. Can never be pleased. It, it goes back to the old Daniel Bryan trope. People are fickle. When they get what they want, they realize that they didn't really want it. That oh, they wanted something else. Like Drew McIntyre, who now apparently everybody hates. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of the title picture. Get him out of the title picture. These motherfuckers were clamoring for him to be in the title picture for 18 months. And then they they clamored for him to have a, a long run and a WrestleMania uh, payoff. He gets all that. And then now, yeah, get him out of the title picture. Wrestling fans are fickle. They're absolutely fickle. So let's talk about the other part of that, because that's pretty simple, right? We know how fickle they are. But this one is a little more nuanced. I have a problem with the way people treat Alexa Bliss. I've made a problem with it. Now, let me, I, I like to start 
opposite. So I'm going to speak positively. I like to talk about the negative. I'm going to speak negatively. I like to talk about the positive because I want to show that I'm nuanced on both sides. So mm-hmm. since I'm going to defend her, let me speak of the negative. Alexa Bliss is not a very good in-ring wrestler. She's much better than she was, but she is still lesser than the rest of her compatriots. Alexa Bliss has also been pushed above a lot of other people because of how she looks. That's facts. We cannot dispute that, right? She has a great look. She has a great character. She can speak. She can talk. She's shown she has some acting ability that has put her above other people who are probably better and would be better suited in that role. Now, that's just that's what it is, what it is. I'm, I, I have no problem with that because ultimately it's, it's, it's wrestling, it's entertainment, and nobody deserves anything because one person picks and chooses who wins and who loses. So ultimately, if that's how she gets picked, that's how she gets picked. But it is what it is. It's just called a, it's called it's called a, a buck. Let's keep it a buck and call a spade a spade. Get into the defending her. Forever, wrestling has had supernatural experiences. Papa Shango, Undertaker, Kane, Mankind. You know, even you could even go more street level supernatural, like Raven. Right, it's always well, been uh, Ultimate Warrior, Ultimate Warrior with uh, the storyline with Jake the Snake. Um, Jake the Snake is another Boogie kind Man. of street level guy. Boogie Man, yes, it's always been people, and you could even go to the one offs like Mordecai and Hade Vanson. That's a name for you, Hade Vanson. But there's always Ooh. been some level of suspend of disbelief having to be suspended because. Mm-hmm something was more than what it seemed to be. Now, I understand that there is a growing rhetoric that doesn't like Bray Wyatt. I don't get it, but that's fine. There's a growing rhetoric that don't like Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse with the puppets and and all of this and the kind of, they call them the clown because the fiend, I guess you could look at as a serial killer clown, right? That's cool. I I love the fiend, but that I, that's fine. Now, Alexa is getting so much hatred, I feel, I may be jumping out on the limb, please, if I am, correct me, but I feel like she's getting all this hate because she's a woman. I feel like she's getting all this hate because if it was Big Bad Undertaker that was scaring people, making the badass run around scared, nobody would care because Undertaker six foot ten, three hundred pounds, he's a badass. Well, this was big bad Bray Wyatt, who's 6'4", 350, with all the tattoos and the creepy spider walk. Oh, we wouldn't care. But because this cute little 95-pound Alexa Bliss, nobody should, be, nobody, should be, nobody should be scared of her. She's nobody. She's a nothing. And I don't like it. Because to me, that's sexist to me. Because you're not looking at the character and what the character has shown. The character has taken out Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt at the same time. Mm-hmm. So taking out, scaring Shayna Baszler is, ab- is ab- above her level? So maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading the wrong signals. Am I, what do you think? Am I, am I thinking wrong here? No. Uh, I mean, I, I can understand the, the rhetoric of it. Uh, 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 coming across as sexist because, like you said, Undertaker wouldn't get that kind of grief. Alistair Black wouldn't get that kind of grief. Did Matt Hardy get that kind of grief when he teleported all the way across the AEW um, 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 arena? 
Uh, I mean, she is. She's incredibly small, uh, five feet of fury. She, uh, this stuff there that you wouldn't believe in real life that she would be able to do. She wouldn't be able to uh, beat up Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton. She wouldn't be able to take on someone like Nia Jax. But again, I'm going to go back to the same rhetoric. She's playing a character on a TV show. You don't, you don't believe everything that happens in The Young and the Restless is real life. It's acting. You don't believe wait, everything that happens wait, in... Wait, in... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Vic Numine real? I don't know. I just, I don't know who that character is. I just said it because I know it's an American show. Well done, well done. I actually watch Young and the Restless, so shout out to Young and the Restless. Yeah, but you don't believe what's happening in Die Hard is real because it's a, it's a fictional movie. The Avengers. WWE, yeah, WWE is, is exactly the same. It's an entertainment show, so it doesn't have to be based in reality. And wrestling has very rarely been based in reality. We had we had clowns, evil clowns, back in the in the eighties. We had um, a, a Native American Indian. We had a repo man. We had uh, Duke the Dumpster Drawsy who came to wrestle whilst he wasn't working his shift collecting trash. We had the goon who was was moonlighted as a wrestler when he used to be a hockey player. We've had, all, we've had, yeah, a bull, a human bull hybrid. We we've had the most ridiculous. We've had Lord Tensar, a bold white dude who pretended he was Japanese. We've had all this bullshit. It's wrestling. The fact that you take it so serious that you have to. Critique it down to the nth degree rather than just switch your brain off and enjoy it for what it is. And if you don't enjoy it, turn the channel. There's plenty of other wrestling to watch. You will find something. If you want realistic wrestling, it will be there for you somewhere. Just don't spend your life being a, a sour, bitchy, salty motherfucker on Twitter. Because what do you gain from it? Nothing. You just look like a, you just look like a twat. Well, some people, they get the follows, right? A lot of people get to follow. Hate gets a lot more follows than positivity does in these streets. I like, will never understand that. Never. Me neither. Me neither. But that's that's why me and you rock so close together because we we're like minded. I also want to say real quick before we kind of put a bow in this particular point because I have one more is um, that I am of the belief that if you're going to watch a TV show, which wrestling is a TV show. You owe them your suspension of disbelief when you start. They shouldn't have to earn it. You owe it to give it to them. What they have to earn is to they have to earn that you keep that suspension of disbelief. There's a big difference between between earning it and keeping it. And so many people feel like they don't feel like the. I think a lot of the reason why so many people are against Alexa is because well, Alexa didn't earn the suspension of disbelief. She earned it the second you turned the damn show on. Now it's her job to make you believe it and keep that disbelief. Now she's doing a bad job of that. Then we can criticize that all day long. I don't think she has been. So I agree. Um, She's not my cup of tea. She's certainly not a wrestler who who I would uh, go out of my way to say, yep, she's one of my favorites, but 
she is very, very good at what she does. You've got to remember, this is, again, is someone who wasn't in the wrestling business uh, as, as, a, as a, a teenager. She didn't grow up in the wrestling business. She was into, she was like into uh, uh, bodybuilding, and, and, yep. and she and learned she on the job. She was a pro cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she learned on the job, and she's one of the best character workers in the company, male or female. She can play the 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 face brilliantly, but she's also one of the best heels, one of the best snotter evil heels in the company. And in in the wrestling ring, she's pretty damn good, pretty damn good. So yeah, I, I don't get the Alexa hate. Um, it's it's ridiculous. I don't particularly get the hate for any wrestler. Um, if they're oh, they're well. there putting their bodies on the line. No, I mean, I, I mean, obviously they, I mean, they I, are dickheads get, in the wrestling business. Oh, well, I was going to talk about Natty, and but you know, that's 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 a it's first to be for me and Italian have. So, no, <laughs> I, but, I, mean, I mean, anybody who who is putting yeah. their body on the line for entertainment, they they've got my props because it's stuff that I couldn't do. Yeah, facts. So, well, speaking of putting their bodies on the line for entertainment, my last irk list is actually a positive thing. Um, in in totality, it was recently announced that the NWA is giving Mickey James the executive producer tag to build and book her own all women's wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Standing up, standing up. If there is something you want to be mad at the WWE for, it is this, because Mickey James should have been allowed to do this in WWE. Well, hold on. Wait. Hold your horses. While you're not wrong, that's part one of my two-part problem. Part one is, this is what they wanted you to do, and you didn't (laughs) want to do it. They wanted you to be a producer. You wanted to wrestle. That's number one. So, look, nothing needs to be said about that, but that's literally the reason why you got fired. That's number one. Number two is my biggest problem. Excuse me. Everybody's saying that, oh, NWA showing WW how it's supposed to be done. You know what? You care about your women. It's one show. WWE did the same thing. Evolution. They gave us one show. The one show don't matter. Now, if you give her a weekly show or a monthly show, then let's talk. They, it's one show. They, they, there's also still an, another um, kind of uh, facet to that. The WWE gave us a women's only pay-per-view. Why didn't they give us a second one? Because nobody watched the first one. Ooh. It was the lowest it was the lowest uh viewed pay-per-view in WWE history. And they've mm-hmm. had some dog shit pay-per-views. That's pretty so true. you have nobody to blame. You can't say, oh yeah, WWE um NWA doing what WWE uh should have done. AEW showing more respect to their women's division. Who didn't show respect to that women's division? You motherfuckers who clamoured for a show and didn't buy the show. So you have yourself to blame for this. My favorite gotcha in wrestling history. And I mean, I say this till till I'm blue in the face. SummerSlam 2013. You motherfuckers begged for Daniel Bryan to be put in the main event. You hijacked shows Daniel Bryan to be put in the main event. SummerSlam 2013, I believe that's the year. 
John Cena picks Daniel Bryan. There's a full month's worth of build. Simultaneously, on the undercard, is your champion, not literal, but like your people's champion at the time, CM Punk, fighting the Beast in a very personal, fantastic story. Heyman turned on Punk. Punk Punk beat up Heyman. Heyman had to call in the big gun. Beautiful story. (laughs) Two of the best matches you'll ever see, especially that year. And it it got like 150, maybe 200,000 less buys than the SummerSlam the year before. And you know who main evented the SummerSlam the year before? Daniel Bryan. Wasn't Daniel Bryan? No. In fact, I'll tell you. Hold on. Because I want to I be very accurate to prove my point. But that's, that's you guys in a nutshell. That's us in a nutshell's fans. We scream and scream and scream and scream and scream and scream. We want something. And then when it comes down for us to put our money where our mouth is, we don't. It was Brock versus Triple H. But how many times are we talking about, man, I hated that match, man. Hated that match. You didn't hate it enough. Because it got like 450,000 views. And you know what did it? SummerSlam 2013 got 296,000. SummerSlam 2012 got 358. So best part of 60,000 people who wanted uh, Daniel Bryan in the main event, then they didn't tune in. I remember it sure. being a lot. I remember it being a whole lot bigger number than that. So that you, I look, <laughs> I the way I remember it, I remember it being significant. But still, nonetheless, ooh, oof. So I've gone forward to 2014, um, which had Brock versus Cena in the mm-hmm. main event. That's when it that, them. That event only got 147 thousand bars. Yeah, but that's that's the, the network when started. they started having the yeah. network. Yeah, yeah, because the network started in um, February of 2014. So yeah, mm-hmm. but think about that. Even with the network, people 140 thousand people still bought that show. Mm-hmm. So like ultimately, shut like that's the whole reason why I know we talk about this. But on the edge, me and Car- me and me and Kyle, we buy every show we talk about mm-hmm. for that very reason. You can never, as much as you want to call me an AEW hater or a WWE shill, you can't say nothing about me because I, I put my money where my mouth is. I buy every AEW show that I watch. I buy it with my own money. I hate TNA. I've bought TNA shows. I don't fuck with the NWA. I've bought the NWA sh- because if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to pay for it because those guys work their ass off to get that money. And you can mm-hmm. never say, you can never look at me and say, you're part of the problem. Nope, I am part of the solution. So, a lot of y'all not. A lot of y'all here complaining aimlessly. I wish Mickey the best. I absolutely wish Mickey the best, and I hope that show goes off without a hitch. But, look, you can miss me with just the one show, and she's changing, and they're changing women's wrestling. Miss me with that, bro. Give me something more significant. Well, I mean, I got a lot more stuff I could be irked about, but those are my main four, sir. Um, I appreciate you rocking with me. And uh, going down that list with me, um, yeah, y'all got to do better. We got to do better. It's it's bad. We we we've become so bad. Um, so let's take one more break, and then I'm gonna hand over to Mister Five Rounds, and we're gonna talk some. I was gonna say some wrestling, some grappling. 
<laughs> we'll be right back. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Wow, so you guys have have really been um, been lucky this this week because I gave what a twenty minute show, and now you've got we've gone way over an hour, and we still ain't ain't close to finish. Um, so yeah, this weekend, um, big 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 UFC card, UFC two sixty three, the yep. number pay per view comes round again, uh, and it's headlined by. One of the best fighters to ever do it. Um, one of the best fighters around today. Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya, uh, taking on Marvin Vittori. Interesting uh, pick for a, um, a title contender. I mean, he's been on a good run as Marvin Vittori. We know why, though. We know why. Whitaker couldn't make the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... The last fight between these two was close. I've got to, I've got to give that to, to Marvin. That, uh, that third round, he, he really kind of uh, uh, opened up and and almost uh, uh, give uh, Israel a, a, an ass whooping. I don't expect it to go as close this time. I think uh, out of the two fighters, Israel has grown so much. Um, he's certainly learnt lessons from his uh, dalliance at, at light heavyweight, uh, and so I expect. Uh, him to to whoop um, to whoop Marvin Vittori, but for me, as 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 marky as that headline fight is, the 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 fight that I'm looking forward to the most is actually the co-main Figueredo, Davison Figueredo, a killer in these flyweight streets. This is this guy is an animal, and he's taking on Brandon Moreno, um, and if that sounds familiar. These guys met uh, in December, I think it was, around Christmas time. And they fought to a draw, a split decision draw, in what was, for me, uh, the best part of 2020. It was phenomenal. These two tried to murder each other. It was superb. Um, two of the best flyweights uh, really kind of like took that mantle of the division on from the likes of Sahudo and the likes of uh, Demetrius Johnson. Um, I think this Figueredo destroys both Demetrius and Sahudo. He's just an absolute murderer. But then you get That's further down phrase. the card. And... That's a big phrase, by the way. Yeah, I mean, for me, Demetrius for a long time was the pound for pound best fighter in the world. He oh, was... yeah. It would, his, his only issue was he just didn't draw draw numbers. Um, but then you go further down the card, and we've got the return of one of the biggest draws in 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 uh, MMA, Nate Diaz, taking on our boy 
Leon Edwards. That is going to be a huge fight. Uh, I think Nate goes into this as a massive, massive underdog. But uh, we've seen this guy just have war after war after war. So that's going to be uh, an absolute stonking fight. And, and if Leon can, can put away Nate Diaz, there's not many more arguments that he doesn't deserve a title shot. Agreed. Um, even Paul Gregg and Jamal Hill and Damian Maia and Bilal Muhammad, like it's stacked. I will say mm-hmm. this: if I can speak top down, because you you started with Style Bender versus Vittori, I feel bad for Marvin Vittori in the spot because Style Bender just got beat. Mm-hmm. Like he's angry, like, stopped. He's pissed. Yes, he is pissed, and he's pissed too because either he felt he can beat Jan, or he felt that he didn't fight his best fight. One of the two. Neither are good for Vittori. So I don't see this going through. I don't even see this going three rounds, let alone five. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think you're right. That's pretty much said and done. The Whitaker fight is what I'm looking forward to because Robert Whitaker has rebuilt himself. He's always been great. He's rebuilt himself since he lost the title. He's not, I don't think he's unbeatable, but he is as solid as you can get. As, as a as a contender comes around in the UFC nowadays, Figueroa versus Moreno. Look, man, Figueroa is he, he is a killer. But you said that man is would destroy Sahedo or Mighty Mouse. That would make him the best flyweight of all time because those the like I, those are probably one and two. <laughs> oh uh, well, no, Jose Aldo. But still, like that, my God. Is he? I don't, you, is he the best I don't think jo- Jose Aldo didn't really fight at flyweight. He thought he was a, a featherweight and then dropped down to bantamweight for a little bit. Um, he never got to fly. No, uh, okay. it's if it got, he'd, he'd look ill. I think if he got if he dropped that extra like fifteen twenty pounds. Um, so, uh, D- Demetrius is probably in in the annals of history the best flyweight ever. Uh, then it's Cejudo's close behind him. Uh, and then now it, it, Figueroa's got to be in that conversation. But I think if they were to... one yes. is mm-hmm. a, a killer. And he and it, it, these aren't decision victories. These aren't points-fighting victories. These are going in and, and sleeping people. These are going in and hurting people. This guy, for his weight and for his size... Hits like a hits like a middleweight. The power he, he generates behind his, his his shots is just scarily good. You know what I just thought about? Do we have the best? No, that's the best. The most dominant group of champions in history. Just 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 let me just just, just hear just hear me out. Francis Ngannou. I know you have to tell you the defenses, but just hear me out. Francis Ngannou at heavyweight. Young Blackowicz at light. Style Bender at middleweight. Kamaru Usman at welterweight. Oliveira at lightweight, which he got a great win, but I, that's jury's still out. Mm. Volkan, he's great, but the jury's still out. Volkanovski at feather. Al Jermaine at bantam. That's another one that's kind of, because Peter Yan, yeah. Figueroa at flyweight. Noons in general. Shevchenko, in general, and Rose, the thug. Like, this is some dominant champions, bro. 
I mean, getting back to Amanda Nunes, did you hear who she called out for a fight? Kim Kardashian, hell right, hell yeah. Kim Kardashian. Get all the money. I ain't mad at that one bit. And and then the audacity, the audacity of Chris Cyborg to say, you you know the fact that people want, yeah, the people might want that fight, but you didn't want that fight. And that's why you fucked off and saw your contract out and went to a different organization because Amanda laid the smack down on you. I got to give Cyborg credit for one thing. She knows how to find herself relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, she she calls out every great... I'm not even a women fight, not an MMA fighter. She called out Becky Lynch at one point. And then Becky had to Becky had to tear her a new one through verbally. Like, she keeps finding ways to try to stay relevant. But I'll tell you this. If you put Ngannou versus Amanda News, I might pick Amanda News. Like, she is that... Dominant. She's the best fighter walking this earth right now, in my opinion. I mean, for the for the weight category, I'd I would I'd be fifty fifty on her beating Alexander Volkanovsky. I would too. Yeah, yeah. And I I would have no issues putting money on Amanda Nunes beating Aljamain Sterling at bantamweight. No money, no issue at all. Me neither. And I like Aljamain. Yeah, I love Aljamain. She would, she would sleep him. She would absolutely sleep him. You want intergender MMA? Put Amanda Nunes against Aljamain Sterling. That is bank. Hey, I'm, I'm. So the what, what did they call when it was um, Billie Jean King versus Jimmy Connors? What was it? The Battle of the Sexes? Yep. Is that what we're gonna do? Is that <laughs> what Dana's doing? I, I fear for Aljamain's life if he agrees to that fight. Speaking of speaking of fights, did I tell you that I looked up tickets for the Conor fight? Whew. So the Conor, Conor McGregor's fight is my birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my birthday weekend. My birthday is July 11th. Also, Outsider Curvin, Carl from the Outsider's Edge, That's we have the same birthday. I thought of maybe doing a pop-up Vegas trip for the weekend, which I'm if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now for SummerSlam. But nonetheless, look at the prices. The cheapest tickets were about $1,000. And I was like, never mind. Shock. <laughs> Absolutely never mind. shock. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. I mean, I should have known, but I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I don't love MMA that much. I don't love anything that much. <laughs> to be in the nosebleeds of a stadium. Not a stadium, but an arena. And I paid $1,000 for that. No. I don't love anything that much. <laughs> um, the the and by the and Nate Edwards, not Nate Edwards, uh, Ned Diaz. That you think you think this is last hurrah, like his last big fight. I, I you know I would never ever count Ned Diaz out of a fight. I this guy, uh, no matter if he hasn't fought for for five years, he stays fit. He does triathlons for fun. This is a guy whose entertainment is barking five miles, running five miles, and swimming five miles. So, yeah, I would never count him out of a fight. I think Leon Edwards is hungry. I think he's uh, pissed off. He wants that spot that he should have really had before Masvidal. Um, So I can see him wanting to make a statement. Um, But... 
I, I wouldn't go as far as the bookies are doing it, uh, writing Nate Diaz off. I think he it, it could still surprise a lot of people. Speaking of BM, of, of um, Masvidal, <laughs> I think the BMF should be a, a, a title that is not not maybe not defended, but it's given every, once every year. Once every year, I think we should find the two baddest people walking who who can be who can be in a fight who clearly aren't champions and give them the title. I, I really think that would be dope. I, 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 don't you think? Like every year to have a BMF, like a road, it's almost like a Heritage Cup in in the UK, or like a King of the Ring. Like you win the BMF. Yeah, I agree for twenty twenty one. Wouldn't that be dope? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the greatest Royal Rumble belt. The the well, I wonder if he's took that belt. He may have took that belt, you know. I'm no, I, I'm sure he has it. I wonder is he gonna sell that belt? <laughs> well, apparently, for I mean, going back to him, do you remember when he uh, he shit on the Indies, saying, "Oh, oh that's all people are talking about." Yes, of course. <laughs> He's now wanting five figures for an indie show, allegedly. Um, let me, according to the dirt sheets. Let me say this: he should ask for ten thousand dollars because this man is a is a WWE champion. Just a couple weeks ago, his last match was a WWE Championship match. He has shown he has moved merch and drawn money. He absolutely should ask for $10,000. I also want to say you're stupid as hell if you give him $10,000. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, like I, 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 te- I was texting with Kyle earlier today. You can always go down in price. You can't go up. <laughs> yep. You asking for ten thousand and you settle for sixty five? It's a good day. Oh, shoot your shot. If 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 someone is willing to give you ten thousand dollars to show up, take that money, secure that bag, because the next man might not give you ten thousand. I know where you can go. I know who'll pay him. GCW. Well, <laughs> Brett might pay him actually. By the way, the Cardona Nick Gage match, they might they they might have got my money. I might have to buy that. I might have to buy that match. No. Big Fish Pro Wrestling. Yeah, that's not a thing. Yet. <laughs> I mean, very true. <laughs> hey man, before we get out of here, bro, anything else on your mind you want to hit? Anything we missed? Uh, no, I think we, we've gone Broadway this week. Um, I, I will pre-warn the listeners that you're going to hear a lot of me over the next uh, few weeks with it being the, the Euros. Um, me, Tanner, Matt, any kind of like combination of the three are going to be uh, uh, doing watch-alongs of quite a few matches over the this, uh, this next few weeks of the tournament. So yeah, definitely uh, tune in for that. Um, I'll probably have a sore throat by the end of the week, um, but yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's get out of here. Real quick, sir. Real quick, give me your um, give me your prediction on who you think wins in uh, NXT Takeover, which is also this weekend. So yeah, Saturday you got UFC two sixty five, two sixty three. Sunday you got NXT Takeover. Um, real quick. Um, Bronson Reed and MSK are defending their North American and NFC Tag Team Championships simultaneously against 
all three members of Legato del, del Fantasma. Who you got? Yeah, and uh, watching the show this week, I thought that was a, a really cool idea for a match. Um, I don't think we see any title changes there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that match. Uh, the way they set it up was, was really cool. But, yep, yeah, the Bronson Reed and MSK return. Agreed, although I would have liked it if it wasn't winner takes all because I want Santos with the championship. But, yeah, Bronson and I MSK don't think he, I don't think he's long for NXT. It doesn't seem like it because, you know, no. there's, there's a looming, there's a big group of looming call-ups, which is something we may talk next week, actually, because um, I really want to get into that. Um, you have uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee, of course, Tian Sha. Zia Lee is coming back to get everybody that got here in the past. Mercedes get this work first. Who you got? Mm, um, whilst I think uh, Mercedes has been absolutely brilliant uh, over the last few weeks, her feud with uh, um, Raquel Gonzalez really had me invested. I think she takes a lot here. I think there's way too much in this uh, Zia Lee and Maya Ying story to to, to go. Uh, I think she's Mercedes is going to be the first victim. Um, so yeah, I've got Zia Lee. I got Zaya too. Zaya needs it more than Mercedes. Plus, again, Mercedes might not be long for NXT. Apparently, the Million Dollar Man is giving his Million Dollar Championship to the winner oh, of Camerams versus L.A. Knight in a ladder match. Yeah, and the the way this was set up as well. The, the Cameron Grams and Million Dollar Man's uh, skits have been phenomenal. I've yes, loved yes. them. Um, LA not being uh, involved in it as well has been uh, is really cool because they, 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 there's a, a massive dichotomy between him and, and Cameron Grimes. But the way they revealed this ladder match was perfection. Like a gold ladder descended from the the uh, the roof of the CWC. Uh, just it was just brilliant. And then he opens up a briefcase and it's got the million dollar belt. And I I stan that million dollar belt. It is a Gorgeous belt. I remember watching the vignettes when that belt was being made. Um, so I have a lot of love for that million dollar belt. Um, and if that is not around the waist of Cameron Grimes uh, by the end of the weekend, I will be pissed off because that belt needs to go to the moon. Completely agree, and that's why that's why LA Knight's gonna win. <laughs> oh. I mean, he yeah, fits. Cameron he needs. fits the idea. He does fit the idea of a million dollar man because he's cocky and he's smarmy. But yeah. Cameron Grimes, I just wanted to have that million dollar belt, but then lose all his money. Well, that would that would be funny, but I mean, you know, Jamie Noble has shown it just takes one bad <laughs> investment and it's all gone. Um, NXT Women's Championship, Raquel has probably her toughest fight to date with former NXT champion and probably one of the baddest wrestlers in the game. She has to face Ember Moon. Who you got? Hmm. I've liked Raquel Gonzalez as champion. Um, I like Ember Moon. No, I really do like Ember Moon. My issue is, is Raquel going to get called up? Are we going to get... Do you not think? Um, are not we yet, gonna... not yet. She because she because she's next. She was she was bred to be the gap that that ever. She's the standard bearer now. 
and then the new people are going to come, and then she'll move on. So I don't think so, not yet. Yeah, so, I mean, and we've also got the storyline of her and Dakota's breakup to come. Um, so I don't think Ember wins. Um, I think we may get a bit of shenanigans with Dakota and Raquel showing a little bit of cracks in their relationship because Raquel is a face. As much as they champion her as a heel now, she is a face champion. Everybody loves that girl. Um, but I've got Raquel with him. Yeah, me too. And I don't think it's going to be really that hard. I mean, it's probably going to be like eight, nine minutes. Ember's great, but Ember has no business near the NFC Championship right now, as good as Raquel is. And then we got the cluster. We have Fatal Five Way. Maybe Six Way, because Finn Balor ain't been around. I don't know what he's doing. But you got John Gargano. You have Peter Doom. You have he'll always be Peter Doom. No matter what he does, he'll be Peter Doom to me. You have Kyle O'Reilly. You have Adam Cole, Bebe, and Karrion Cross defending against all five, all four. Now, the interesting thing about the match to me is everybody been giving Karrion this work on the mic, and Karrion been giving everybody this work in the ring. So I wonder how that's going to play off. Because you know it's four small guys against a giant. And this week he, he destroyed them all. Well, he's destroyed three of them at once until Adam Cole came and, uh, and super kicked and then gave him the, the last shot. But the, the issue is the looming draft. Who is being who's been stolen from NXT to go and feed the main roster and well, carrying stolen. Yeah, and carrying cross to me is a Vince man. Vince will will he will wet himself over what he can pull off with carrying cross. And then you take Scarlet with him as well, that's money for Vince. That's that's his new Bruce Evan Lana. Um Yeah. So with that being said, I, um, I'm going to rule him out. I think he loses his title, but it's so hard picking who wins out of the out of the rest of them. Out the heart wants Kyle O'Reilly. I want to see hipster Kyle O'Reilly with his denim jacket and his fedora, thinking he's Jason Mraz. I, I want him as a champion. It's amazing. Um, Jason Mraz. That's a name from the past. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But I've got a feeling it's going to be Pete Dunn. I think it's going to be Pete Dunn. It's going to be Karen Cross. He's winning the damn match. But yes, Peter Dunn <laughs> would be the guy of all the five of them who could do the best with the championship. Um, and of course, Adam Cole would be the best champion. But yeah, Adam Cole gone. <laughs> he gone. He gone, baby. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it be Pete Dunn. I would. Um, my only the only reason why it wouldn't be carrying is one, two reasons. One, he's getting called up, which is very, very possible. But the other, the other potential situation is who who would be next? Mm-hmm. Who who would possibly be next after this? I mean, he's beaten Finn twice. He would have beaten all the main contenders. All these four, yeah. Swerves. Oh my god, that that. Swerve's character change has been superb. I am absolutely loving it. Know. Yeah, and the amount of people who um, who I saw on online uh, saying, "Oh, our Swerve's been buried in NXT, and Swerve's not getting is is just Jews." 
Remember when Keith Lee came into NXT and he got a couple of wins and a couple of losses, did nothing, and they broke him down to build him back up. And then when he left NXT, he was the man. He was the man. They've done exactly the same thing to Swerve, and Swerve is on the cusp of being the man. I love Hit Row. I think it's a brilliant stable. I love Swerve's smarmy character. Um, I don't think he's quite ready for maybe world title, um, but I bet he's not far off. I bet he's not far off, but I would like to see Santos Escobar back in that title picture, the world title picture. Well, they got they got mm-hmm. beef, you know, because Escobar and Karrion Cross do not like each other. So that, that was a... I don't care what nobody says. That match was one of the most fun matches in this season had in a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I have got one other theory that could come off, and you would love it. You would absolutely love it. What if the after the winner is standing tall, it is carrying cross, he is staying in NXT, and then the ring general shows up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh boy. How good would that be? Cross versus Volta. I have no words. If if he that thought would be. if if he thought Keith Lee could separate his shoulder, Volta will will chop his shoulder off him. What do you want more? Volta versus Cross or Volta versus Balor? I why want them both. both. Why not both? <laughs> the little girl. Why not both? Volta versus Kyle O'Reilly. I, I don't want to see that because Kyle O'Reilly will sell near death. And it is it like I will be terrified for this man's life. Because that man is the is the most convincing seller in all of the WWE, maybe in all of wrestling. Like he the he sells so convincingly that I look, I'm I'm a jaded old wrestling fan. We've been watching 20 plus years around here, me and you, right? You more than that. I get scared watching Kyle O'Reilly matches. I don't care about nothing, nobody else. I can watch a death match and someone get hit in the head with a glass pane or or uh, a light tube. Eh, eh. Kyle O'Reilly takes a chop. Oh my God. It's because he just sells so well. Yeah, give, give it all to me. Give me Walter in the States and hey, <laughs> Maybe this is the time that Vince pulls out the big bucks. Maybe Vince pulled out the million dollar check. Well, he's got it spare. He's just cut. He's just cut um, Braun Strowman. So, Hello? Oh, that was that was sorry, Braun. That was that was harsh. That was harsh. <laughs> we'll 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 give you a break, Braun. We're gonna get out of here, man. Um, tell people where they can find you, sir. First and foremost. And, and, hey, promote all your stuff because there's a change of attitude in the air recently, and um, I can feel it. Okay, so you can follow me on Twitter at PodFatherMags. Uh, I'm all over the chair show. I'm on this show. I have five rounds with, with Carlos. Uh, that drops every Tuesday where we talk about UFC. A change of attitude uh, just recently dropped episode two. Uh 
the the feedback and the love we're getting for that that show is absolutely phenomenal. People are, are, have really taken to it like we hoped that they would. Um, we're so enjoying making that show. So uh, that drops on on Mondays, and that's with me, uh, Tana, and Ori going over the attitude of, of of wrestling. I'm also with Tana on Radio Techers, where we talk uh, football. Uh, I'm on with Simon on Chain Wrestling, where we uh, we review old wrestling matches in a kind of like six degrees of separation style. I'm everywhere. If you've got a podcast, I've been on that podcast, or uh, my name's attached to that podcast. So yeah, just come and check me out. You don't even know you've been on that podcast. He's been on it, but he's been on it. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't even started that podcast yet. I've already booked as a guest to be on that podcast, and he's been on two episodes. <laughs> um, of course, it's Ray Cash, R-A-Y-S, and Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars. You can find your boy everywhere on the Chair Shot, Bandwagon Nerds on Mondays, Chair Shot Radio here on Thursdays, Outsider's Edge on Fridays, and of course, Three Man Weave every Wednesday night, because we are th- like that. We are timely. Um, shout out to the NBA playoffs going on right now. A lot going on in the world of Chair Shot as well. And since there's so much going on, I want you guys to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot and go buy some merchandise. Jesus did the job. Hashtag journalism. Um, everybody hates Greg. A whole bunch of different shirts. You can go get them. Go go help your boys out. We are trying to expand this radio network into an empire. And we can't do it without you. So help your boys great, out. We're doing great things here at... Uh... Um, chair shot. It's amazing being part of this team. Uh, yeah, we 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 wanted to put out quality content for you day in day out. Uh, so yeah, if you can help out by going to Pro Wrestling Tees and, and picking up a T-shirt, liking, subscribing, reviewing, yeah, do all that stuff. Uh, we we massively massively appreciate it. And just make sure you give my shows just a little bit more of a rating than Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll beat him. I'll beat him by sheer numbers. So, it, it well, that's fair. To me. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I got four shows total. You got four shows in a day. That's that's <laughs> true. Um, all jokes aside, hey man, I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Good show. We'll be back next week. Um, enjoy the fights this weekend. Enjoy NXT Takeover, and um, I'm sure we'll talk a lot of UFC and NXT next week. But um, and maybe we got some rants. I don't know. We always have rants. Somebody get somebody to run at. Rant, rant. That could easily be a section. I mean, we may have Clive's Corner back next week. You never know. Oh, no. Can't wait for that. Speaking of Clive's Corner, Clive got a new track that's about to drop. <laughs> we out of here, y'all. Appreciate it. Uh, no, tell the people what they got to do. You must always, always use your head. Love it up, up. Ha, 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 ha.